Welcome to my podcast, D Sharp Thoughts, a podcast about strong women with some sharp thoughts and great inspirational stories. I'm Diana Sharp, your host, a Jamaican living in Regina, Saskatchewan, and an empowerment and resilience coach for women. Most women will admit that there's nothing like having a good girlfriend who is more like a sister, someone you can share the most intimate details of your life with, someone you can cry with, someone you can laugh with celebrate wins with. In today's episode, I want to take the time to reflect on the year that is quickly drawing to a close. I'll be talking about the highs, lows, and the in-betweens of 2020, and who was in our circle as we walk through the many trials, tests, triumphs, and wins that we experience. This year has been an interesting year and has been particularly challenging in ways that we didn't imagine when we welcomed a new year on January 1st. Plans of grandeur had to be scaled back or abandoned altogether as persons tried to adjust to the new normal. So much has happened during the year that if we were not careful or intentional, we would have lost our mind or joy or peace and our strength. We have been living through a pandemic for almost 12 months, which has triggered a health crisis and an economic recession in many countries. As countries went into lockdown, in the early days, panic and hysteria was at an all-time high, and the death of hundreds of thousands silenced and stilled a busy world. We have also witnessed racial injustices of unparalleled numbers, intensity, and devastating outcomes, which gripped and paralyzed America in fear and anger, but soon after marshaled a global movement united to end centuries-long systemic racial injustice. The U.S. also experienced extreme weather events, which proved costly and deadly in some instances. The Australian bushfires were also very damaging and devastating for that country. The West Coast wildfires, which have consumed more than 4 million acres, which is twice the 2018 record, was also devastating. Massive swarms of crop-eating locusts ravaged crops in East Africa. The shocking deaths of actors we loved, athletes we loved, iconic figures in the Christian and gospel ministry that went home. We've also seen major businesses and brands close down. And some small business owners have even closed stores permanently. There have been countless other worldwide events that have left many of us in tears and have sent us to our knees. The above are just a few of the major ones that comes to my mind. Much closer to home, many persons lost jobs or had their income reduced, only to discover innovative ways to rebuild and increase their earning potential. Many got infected with COVID-19 or watched others become infected. We mourn and remember those who fought valiantly but succumbed to the virus. Some suffered alone in places that offered no solace or peace in a shutdown. Domestic violence and other forms of violence against women, men, and children increased as persons found themselves stuck for longer periods in homes and spaces that were unsafe. Financial losses were at an all-time high. Many persons struggled to honor their financial obligations, and some even faced eviction. Persons struggled to maintain a good balance between work 
and their personal life, caring for themselves, children, and others. Just ask the parents who had to work remotely as well as manage remote learning. Persons were exhausted. There were less opportunities for social engagement and refreshing, with persons being advised to limit physical interactions with each other. A greater focus has finally been placed on mental health as the world and individuals tried to come to terms with everything that was happening. The world stood still and recognized that our mental health is just as important as our physical health. There weren't only losses and challenges though. Many of us had many private and public wins. Many started new businesses, launched podcasts, blogs, YouTube channels, and so much more. Some started university while others completed in fine style. Many became first-time moms to not just one baby, but even twins and triplets. Many got married in smaller and more intimate settings. They must be happy for the savings. Many bought their first home. Flights were riskier, but cheaper. America welcomed their first female vice president-elect, who is of Caribbean, Black, and South Asian descent. Jamaica held a safe and peaceful election during the pandemic. Students, teachers, and parents have negotiated and navigated the toughest term yet, and so many other victories, big and small. So how did we cope? How did we get through such a challenging year? Coping looked like different things for different people. And this year has taught us to be truly respectful of the needs and coping strategies of others. We all cope differently and in our own way. There's no one size that fits all. Here are some ways and some coping strategies that friends and families shared that they used to cope. They gave themselves more grace to just be, to be less organized, less than perfect, less than Superman or Superwoman. Persons were hanging up their capes and just hanging up their vests and they were just allowing themselves grace to be. They practiced gratitude daily or as often as they felt the need to. It was less about the 2020 plans that we had made and more about appreciating what we had here and now. Never before did persons slow down to truly live fully in the present moment, to breathe and to enjoy this beautiful gift of life and to be grateful like they did this year. Persons practiced greater forgiveness and even rekindled old friendships. They gave themselves permission to be at peace with themselves, their past and others. They gave themselves permission to love more and give more. Permission to not to try and fix everything, to be everything or to do everything for everyone. They exercised more, even if it meant doing so virtually. Some even exercised less and found that giving themselves grace to take it easy on the days that they didn't feel like working out was strength in and of itself. Some ate more home-cooked meals. Oftentimes, this was more out of necessity, but the benefits and savings were great nonetheless. Some learned new skills. Others learned the art of living on purpose and with purpose. Persons shared that they practiced self-care and more self-care. Many of us have finally discovered the art of taking care of ourselves 
like we take care of others. This year, many have exfoliated, moisturized, hydrated, and rested more than they have ever done in their entire lives. For some, even that sounded like work, and they just curled up in bed with their favorite book or movie and hot chocolate or nothing at all. Many reconnected with family, God, and friends. Others went to therapy. They acknowledged their pain and frustration and knew it was okay to not be okay. Some went to church or a fellowship group and sought solace and comfort there. Many volunteered and raised awareness for different causes, from racial injustice to homelessness, to hunger, to finding a cure for cancer, to being the match for someone who needs them. Persons spoke up and showed up for others. Persons rebuilt their circle. As you discovered, the ways in which we coped looked differently for each of us based on the time, the day, the circumstances, the people involved, the tools we had in our toolbox, and the decision that we made on that day. Some of us did everything, while some chose to do some things. Others held their peace and sanity by doing nothing, and all of that is okay. For the remaining minutes of this episode, I want to talk to us about rebuilding our circle. Who is in your circle? And is your circle strong? A circle is defined as a round figure. It has no corners and edges and runs in a loop from beginning to end, made from one continuous side. It is a closed two-dimensional shape. A circle is also a group of people with shared interests or acquaintances. Circles are symbolic of harmony and unity and the circle of life. The way that things start, replenish themselves, die, and start again. As one writer said, a circle represents the notion of totality, wholeness, original perfection, the self, completion, the infinite, eternity, timelessness, all cyclical movement, God. God is an all-encompassing circle whose center is everywhere and circumference is nowhere. The first time I thought of the concept circle strong or had this word placed in my spirit was last June in my sit down talk with God. What I didn't share in episode one was that the day I broke down crying was the day I found out that my benefits had been put on hold because I'd enrolled in a short course without seeking approval from the EI office. Running low on funds, patience and hope I cried out to God in a wail that I'm sure pierced heaven. I felt like I was being crushed by the weight of everything that was happening to me and around me. I asked God why, and he took me through a series of lessons. The first one was that he was the source. The second one was that I had everything inside of me to survive and thrive. I just needed to get up and start doing. There were many days when I was unemployed, that I would lay in bed feeling sorry for myself and crying about one ache or another. I jokingly told friends and, and my coach that I felt that that day, I didn't get a gentle nudge from God. It was more like a loving thump in my back to get up, take up my bed and walk into new life and purpose. The third was the birth of a ministry and a purpose. 
And he did that by simply speaking a word into my spirit, woman, you are strong. When he spoke that word, he also showed me the ways I was strong and the ways I could become stronger. He showed me my circle. In the fullness and completeness of the circle was God. My pastor, my minister and spiritual mother, my church community, my mother, my grandmother, my father, my sisters, my brothers, my close friends, and my extended family. God held my hand, took me around the circle, and showed me I wasn't alone. He had set spiritual leaders around me to pray for me when I got weak, to teach me his word, to nourish me up with good spiritual food. Parents who loved me unconditionally, even when I didn't feel like I was doing enough. Parents who were proud of me and who I had become. They weren't concerned about the things or the titles. They loved me anyhow. He showed me my sisters who were my own cheerleaders, who loved me purely and consistently. Brothers who would check in when they could and who would later step up to take on the financial responsibility of running my home back in Jamaica. That's true love and support. And a grandmother who prayed without ceasing and who no doubt has been reciting Jeremiah 29, 11 on my behalf. He showed me friends who were tested, tried, and true. Friends who prayed for me just as much as I prayed for myself. Friends who cried when I cried and who reminded me that everything was going to be all right. Friends who I didn't have to call, but whose home I could turn up at any time if I needed a shoulder to cry on or someone to just be honest with. He also showed me a few friends who I wasn't scared to tell that my account would go into overdraft and I just needed to borrow $100 until payday. I found that no matter how bad things got, I struggled to ask for help financially. But God blessed me with a few friends who I knew wouldn't judge me in my time of need if I did ask for help. I never abused the gift of friendship nor their kindness. So I only asked once or twice and it was always only in the case of an emergency. He sent friends that would send flowers, gifts, prayers, and even cash, just because they knew things could get tight. One day a friend even surprised me with a supermarket shopping spree. He gave me an adopted mother, brother, and sister who nursed me back to health after a major surgery, readmission, and a long road to recovery. There were days I'd ask for some Jamaican soup. When she had already made dinner, my adopted mother never complained. And even if it was 8 p.m. at night, the soup or broth would be made. For these and other acts of kindness, I knew I was loved. I knew I am loved. I knew I had family and friends who wanted to see me do well, to prosper, who wanted me to go through the circle of life and finish strong. God showed me my circle and I knew I was circle strong. Humans are social beings. We're not designed to navigate life alone. We can, but we go so much further and achieve so much more when we have someone in our corner, someone in our circle. As we end this year, I wanted to just check in with you and ask, who is in your circle? Does your circle need rebuilding? Is your circle strong? The thing with a circle is that everything and everyone on the inside of the circle 
is protected and closed off from what is on the outside. It is therefore important that you have the right persons inside your circle. I can't tell you who should be in your circle, but life is multifaceted. We are spiritual beings in a physical body with earthly needs, such as the need for love, food, clothing, shelter, and financial resources. Your circle should encapsulate people and organizations that help you to meet your most basic needs in a reciprocal, healthy, and mutually beneficial way. As I close this reflection, I want to leave you with a few thoughts from today's episode. Keep God in your circle. Prayerfully and carefully select the persons who you allow in your circle. Give more than you take. Be there for someone who needs you. Be a circle sister or brother. Be kind in words, thoughts, and deeds. Forgive sincerely. It is truly a freeing and healing experience. Live intentionally and with purpose. Commit to your wellness and good health. And if you can't help someone along the way, be careful and thoughtful not to harm them. Create a strong circle. We need each other. As the scripture says in Romans 14 verse 19, so then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. As I close, I'd also like to leave you another verse from the third book of John, chapter one, verse two. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health, even as thy soul prospereth. Thanks for listening to these sharp thoughts. Do show us some love by sharing our podcast if you know someone who would enjoy it. Stay tuned for next week's episode when we talk to another sister was just like you. Until next time, be kind to yourself and others.